Hey friend, have you studied the Bible lately? Do you wonder why you haven't found time or you haven't been quite convinced that you should? That's the topic for today. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome to the podcast. I am Saintia, the writer, the author at simplesaintia.com, and I'm calling this Bible 101. So let's start with the question, why study the Bible? Okay. So that's a good question, but before we tell you why you should study the Bible, why don't we give you four reasons why people do not study the Bible? So the first one is people do not put it on their priority list. You and I know that if it is a priority, if it is in our schedule, even in these crazy times that we're living in, um, it happens, right? Eating happens every day. Drinking water, even if it's a little bit, happens. Going to the bathroom, going to work, if you are working from home or outside of the home, like taking care of kids, our priorities happen. So why people don't study the Bible? You know, they don't put it on their priority list. Number two, they believe it is not relevant for today. And I can understand that some people feel like the Bible is a notebook. It is so archaic. And some don't believe it's relevant for today, but it is. Number three, they do not know how to study it. Now, that's true. If you don't know how to study the Bible, it can be a little scary. And I, as a church kid, I used to be scared of the prophets. And I tell that to all my Bible students how afraid I was to just crack Ezekiel open because I didn't know how to study. I didn't know what he was talking about. So... When people don't know how to study, like they kind of stay away from the Bible. And last but not least, they do not think they can understand it on their own. So it is very important to know how to study the Bible, you know, for that reason. One of the favorite, one of my favorite quotes about the Bible um, is, Dusty Bible lead to dirty lives. Um, a Bible teacher that I read quite often said that, and I said, that is so true. I need to make sure that my uh, Bible is not dusty, that I, I'm actually um, reading all the time. So why should we study the Bible? Um, there are three reasons why, but before I read those reasons, I want to share with you First Peter 2.2. 2. It says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Okay, so why should we study the Bible? Number one, our attitude will change, right? Just like we said it, um, our, when you're a baby or if you have a baby or if you've seen a baby, you, they get to a point where they grab that bottle, right? It's just like, oh, they drink it and they know it's good, so they start grabbing it. So our attitude will change, um, not only towards uh, reading and studying the Bible, but other things in life. Number two, our appetite will develop, right? Appetites must be developed. Um, for example, I developed as an adult an appetite for oatmeal. When I grew up, grew up in Brazil, I grew up eating French bread for breakfast. And when I came to the States and I had some health issues with high blood pressure, I was told by my doctor, either you change your lifestyle or you die young. So I said, oh, I'll totally change my lifestyle. So I read the research on oatmeal and how good it was. And I told myself, 
you should totally try this. So I had to develop my appetite and now I can eat it with no problem. So it's the same thing with the Bible. You definitely develop an appetite for reading it and studying it. And three, our aim will be correct. You know, the aim of Bible study and reading is to grow, not just to know. I know for me, I don't read and study the Bible so can't so someone can point at me in a room and say, there goes a super Bible reader. You know, I want to grow in my Christian walk as a Christian, and I want to grow to know the God of the Bible. So our attitude will change, our appetite will develop, and our aim will be corrected. The first reason why Bible study is essential is the Bible is our only means for spiritual growth. There is no spiritually growth spiritually apart from the Word of God. I have been in a position where I hear a lot of people saying, I want to grow in God, what should I do? Um, and they look like for a complicated list or even a simple list, you know, of things they can do. And I feel, I truly believe that there's no spiritual growth apart from the word of God. So you have to read it and you have to study. And it's actually a pleasure to do that. So we are speaking about the importance of reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Another reason why a Bible study is essential is because the Bible is the divine means of developing spiritual maturity. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the men of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So this passage tells us that scripture is profitable for four things. Number one, doctrine. And the word doctrine, don't let it scare you like it used to scare me. It basically means structure of thinking, right? So you structure your thinking so that the things that you see and experience in the world will fit into what God says in the Bible. Basically, you know, doctrine. That's what it means. Number two, for rebuke. And you guys, if you know me, you probably know I'm not a sports person, but if you are, (laughs) rebuke, think about baseball. In baseball, the umpire is the person charged with officiating the game, including beginning and ending the game, enforcing the rules of the game and the grounds, making judgment calls on plays, and handling the disciplinary actions. The term is often shortened to the colloquial form ump. So rebuke right there would be kind of like an umpire, right? Uh, You're officiating the game, you're beginning, ending, kind of enforcing the rules. So it's not so much uh, somebody fussing at you with the Bible, but just basically saying, hey, here's the best way to live. Here's some rules that God gave so lovingly to us so that we can live an abundant and a great life. Number three. The second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 passage says the scripture is profitable for correction. And again, it's how to get back on the right track, such as your GPS rerouting you when you take a wrong turn, basically gets you back on the track. So the Bible is very good for that. And last but not least, for training in righteous living. We need training in righteous living because we are not perfect. We were not born perfect. And we just need that type of training. So scripture is good for those four things. So do you see how when you're reading and when you're studying, you're just not kind of filling your head with knowledge or you are preparing yourself to be a super Christian 
but <laughs> you are being prepared for uh, righteous living. You know, you're being trained, you're being corrected when you need to be corrected, you're being rebuked when you need to be rebuked, and for doctrine, as in your thinking needs to be structured. So it is amazing. So the real question becomes, how can we afford not to study the Bible, right? One of the quotes, another quote from Howard Hendricks that I enjoy is, the highest mark of spiritual maturity is not how much you understand, it is how much you use. A lot of times people think, oh, I don't understand the prophets, I don't understand Revelation, therefore, you know, God's going to, I don't know, put me on the bad Christian category. <laughs> so I feel like um, I agree with Howard, you know, the highest mark of spiritual maturity is not how much you understand, but how much you use, you know, God has definitely told us to obey, you know, what we read. So that's pretty awesome. So now, um, I want to give you just a quick overview of the Bible. I encourage all my friends in this year, especially starting with last fall, I was encouraging all my friends, all my readers at simplecentral.com and my in-person Bible students um, to read the entire Bible. Um, in my um, reality and the audience of people that I speak with, most people had not read the entire Bible. So I've been <laughs> in a personal mission to encourage people to read the Bible. So this podcast is another effort. Um, I feel like you will grow as a person and you will get to know the God of the Bible and you also get to know the Bible for yourself. There's a lot of empowerment that comes with the knowledge of the Bible. I also must tell you that there is a difference between reading and studying. Reading is um, the exercise that you wake up or right before you go to sleep, you take 15 to 20 minutes and you read a plan that tells you where to read. And obviously it is amazing for your spiritual life. But when you study, uh, at least when I study, it's it takes more time. And I ask the questions, what does it say? What does it mean? How does it apply to me? So it takes a while to go through those and to properly study um, the text. When I'm studying, I listen to my mentors and my Bible teachers who believe that the Bible should uh, interpret the Bible, like we should let the Bible interpret itself. Um, and of course, there's other methods that we use, but all methods are not like a mystery or a secret to real people. It just takes a little bit more time. It is the same thing as if you decide to read um, a cookbook, I can get through a cookbook maybe in 30, 45 minutes. Now, if I'm going to study the recipe so that I can know it, so that I can decide um, how can I cut these measurements into, how can I substitute these things, like studying something is different than just reading. So it's the same thing with the scripture. So here's a quick overview of the Bible. The Bible is a message system made up of 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New Testament. And it was scribed by 40 different human writers. Some of these writers were rich, some were poor, some were well-educated, others were not. They came from various backgrounds such as shepherds, farmers, rulers, kings, and fishermen. 
This book has been uniquely engineered and designed very intricately by a single author, God. It is interwoven and complementary. So the Bible is pretty amazing, right? So 66 books, one author, which is God. It is our guidebook to life on this earth, and it shows us how to spend eternity in heaven with God. The Bible is divided into two testaments, the Old and the New Testament. The word testament means covenant. Covenant is an agreement, a contract, a solemn promise. The Old Testament tells how God made an agreement with Abraham and his descendants and the Hebrews, which are the Israelites or the Jews. Everything in the Old Testament is either an introduction to this Old Covenant or a record of God's promises and His faithfulness and the stories of God's people, both faithful and not. Let's speak about the New Testament a little bit. The New Testament tells how God kept His most important promise through Jesus Christ. God offers this New Covenant to everyone who will commit their lives to God by receiving Jesus Christ as their savior. The New Testament also tells how Jesus' followers started a job of sharing the gospel, which is the good news, of Jesus with all people in the world. The two testaments actually tell one story, the story of God and his people, okay? So the Bible is an amazing book. Um, Usually if I'm teaching this in person, I would go into a summary of all the books of the Bible just a quick summary, like maybe two or three sentences, but I will leave a link to what I just read on the show notes, and I'm going to give you the greatest Bible study treasure that I have found in my adult life. You ready for this? Is a website, so get your pen. If not, just remember to just go back and listen to this. It is www.maryministries.com. Mary as in happy, M-E-R-R-Y, ministries.com. Mary Ministries is the Bible study I used to attend when I lived in the Houston area. And Mary Willis, who is the teacher, goes through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, not in one year, like it takes a couple of years, but it is verse by verse. And, um, often she will do a Bible one-on-one lesson and that's where I got a lot of notes for this, but you can have the whole thing for yourself. So just check out their website, which is www.maryministries.com. I use Mary Ministries as a resource when I'm studying a book that I don't understand very well. So when I joined Mary Ministries, they were studying Psalms. So I was so blessed to go from Psalms on, which means she covered all the prophets that I used to be scared of. So once I learned, like once I studied the prophets with Mary Ministries, I found the confidence that I needed to actually read the Bible. And trust me, I was reading the Bible before. And if the pastor ever said, turn to Ezekiel, I would say, okay, you know, but those books were not one of the books that I decided, let me just see what's in there, you know, but once I went to Bible study, I found the confidence to do that. I know that not all of you listening to me live in Houston, Texas, and can actually attend Mary Ministries, but you can listen 
to the lessons and you can also watch them. There's a lot of lessons on video. Um, another blessing that Mary Ministries offers are the notes from the study. So if you, let's say you are reading the Bible in a year and while you're listening to Leviticus, but you want to know the overview, the background, anyone to listen to Mary teaching the lesson, just go to maryministries.com and click on messages and you'll be able to see the teaching or hear the teaching, watch the video. And there are notes in there that you can, um, that you can download and you can kind of follow along. You're welcome. I just gave you like a big old pot of gold. Um, I feel like any ministry that can help us understand the Bible and to become uh, followers of Jesus Christ, faithful followers of Jesus Christ, are worth of being shared. And the only reason why I'm sharing my ministries is because I was there for years and I learned uh, the Bible with them. These women love God. They have been teaching the Bible for 40 years or more. They love people. They take Bible study very seriously. And I was really blessed. And I grew a lot as a follower of Jesus Christ as I studied the Bible with them. So I just wanted to share that resource with you. My challenge for you today is to read the Bible in a year. Okay. I hope that um, by speaking about the reasons why people don't study the Bible, the reasons why people study the Bible, you saw yourself in where you are as a Christian. If you're not a Christian, I hope you are curious to read the Bible for yourself. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going on the show notes to, I'm going to leave a link for the Bible in a year plan that I am following. Okay. It is a great plan. It is great for beginners because it gives you a little bit of the New Testament, a little bit of the Old Testament Psalms and Proverbs. So you have a good mix of the Bible there every day. Um, time sometimes stops people from wanting to read the Bible. And I'm not going to be one of those people that says, you are in quarantine. You should read the Bible. You have all the time in the world. It's just like, you know, um, you might not feel like it right now, but if you do, it only takes 15 minutes and you know, you're binging on uh, Netflix for way longer than that. So it is just 15 minutes of your day, which will make a difference in light of eternity. So I feel like that's a pretty good investment to make. Okay. If you still feel like you don't want to tackle reading the Bible in a year, I will also leave a link of how you can read 11 books starting in the fall. Okay. My encouragement and my challenge for you is for you to read the Bible. Why? Everything the word of God touches, it changes. Will you let it change your life? I hope so. Friend, thanks so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.